Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. I am your host, Chad Millman. And very soon, The Favorites will begin diving deep into all things football every Tuesday and Thursday, starting next week, all the way through the Super Bowl. That's right. Me and Simon Hunter, twice a week, double the football fun as we've done in the past. But for one last Thursday, let us enter the Thursday Thunderdome. And before we get there, I'm going a little off script here, Matt Mitchell. We do owe a debt of gratitude, a huge thank you, a kudos to producer Matt Mitchell, who dreamed up the Thursday Thunderdome, which I think may be one of the most creative podcasts we've done in the short history of the Action Network, and who came up with all the questions, did all the research, wrote all the scripts every single week. The man is a one-man content machine. Matt Mitchell, when you conceived the Thursday Thunderdome, did you in any way expect it to last as long as it did and then to be the lift that it was every single week? No, I've been delighted that it's been, as our episode description outlines the most celebrated sports betting podcast game show in media history. So uh, it's been very, very gratifying. Yes. It has perfectly lived up to the description. On today's show, our special guests will compete alongside professional sports better, my companion, Simon Hunter, in a championship round of wagers and wits that's made this show, as we've said, the most successful offseason addition to our gambling portfolio since we took the Packers to win the Super Bowl at 28 to one. What's up, Simon? Chad, it's, it's a happy day and a sad day. I am going to miss these Thursday Thunderdomes as much as it, it, it brings joy to Mad Mitchell's heart. I hate losing. You know, I hate losing. And it's basically a stacked deck against me every week we do this. So it's one of my favorite old sayings. Uh, I suffered for my art. Now it's your turn. That's what it feels like we've been doing here on this show. I feel like I've just been suffering Matt Mitchell's fantasy. And now it's over. Next week, we get to be back to football. So whatever happens today, I'm trying to go out on W just to end the year on a win. Well, listen, you have two stellar opponents today. Uh, They are masters of trivia. In fact, during the pandemic, one of these men started the Action Network trivia show and did his own research every single week. 
challenging us to trivia. Your first challenger is a return guest to the Thunderdome. He's our favorite Arkansas Razorback. Woo, pig suey. The heartbeat of Action's college football coverage. And starting next week, you'll hear him on our brand new BBOC podcast. That's the Big Bets on Campus podcast. Starting next week, everyone download the Action Network's all new college sports betting show. Welcome back to the show, Colin Wilson. Thanks for having me, Chad. Thanks for having me, Simon. Yeah, I was swimming this week in the ACC Coastal. I had some bets on Victor Hovland to win some Olympic gold, and I had to watch him chipping and and getting bogeys at like one o'clock in the morning. So when I heard that I was doing the show to beat Simon again, I was more than excited to come back. So I, welcome to be here. Well, also you're busy. You're you're busy um, studying baseball for our show Payoff Pitch, which is absolutely excellent. And this week we'll have a brand new feature that you and I are working on together, which I can't wait. Mondays, 7 p.m. Eastern at Action Network HQ. Check it out. Simon, your second challenger is one of the most beloved, most unique, most irreplaceable members of the Action Network content team, writer, handicapper, analyst, app ambassador, Colin's co-host on the Big Bets on Campus podcast. Starting next week, our very own trivia king, Stucky. What's going on, Chad uh, and Simon and Colin? I guess I got to talk about my bets. I've only had one Olympic bet so far, which was this morning with Suni Lee. I had to watch it on the Paramount app to win the gold and the women's all around. It was thrilling. She won by like, I think, a tenth of a point. That's been my only bet so far. I love the women's. I always love the women's all around every year. And yeah, I do consider myself sort of a trivia connoisseur and in sports and in other things, but we'll see what questions uh, Mitchell has cooked up. All right, so one thing I want to be clear on, look, Colin and Stucky, they are the kings of our podcast network. No one does it better. They are personality plus great representatives of everything that is the Action Network. I listen to their podcast and I think it is how we sound when we present information. They do the Action Network Colleges podcast Nothing is changing. We're just giving it a new name and it's getting its own channel starting next week. So if you love what Stucky and Colin do on the Action Network Colleges podcast, which during the season is Monday and Friday with the voicemails from fans where they hate on Colin and Stucky. It's one of our favorite features and favorite segments that we have in all of Action Network. Go download, go subscribe to the new BBOC Big Bets on Campus pod. Same great hosts, the Starsky and Hutch of the Action Network are just getting a new name for their podcast and a new feed starting next week. So stay tuned. Come on, do it. Lay it on right here. Do it. Do it. Do it. Here's how the game is played. Today, you'll answer two kinds of questions. First, traditional trivia questions about sports, sports betting, and the world at large. Second, completely subjective and totally asinine, open-ended questions or prompts that I alone will judge. Last time that's going to happen this season, folks, to accumulate points. You must answer the trivia questions correctly and also convince me that your responses to those open-ended prompts are better than the responses from your opponents. Let's begin. Part one, Japanese-American athletes. The Summer Olympics are underway, which means the city of Tokyo and the country of Japan have entered the international spotlight, whether they like it or not. In honor of the many bonds between the land of the rising sun and the United States, let's highlight some of history's most famous Japanese-American athletes. 
Stucky, a two-part question for you. Catcher Kurt Suzuki is a fourth-generation Japanese-American who entered the majors way back in 2007 and won a World Series with the Nationals in 2019. He also won the 2004 College World Series with Cal State Fullerton, a team nicknamed the who uses this animal as its mascot. So I need two answers here. The name of the nickname for Cal State Fullerton and the animal that it uses as its mascot. Cal State Fullerton is the, are the Titans. And the animal that it uses as its mascot. A coyote? I have no idea. It is an elephant. Oh, I did know that. His name is Tuffy. Tuffy. Yeah. No, there you go. I, I did know that now that you said it, but I, 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 could, I wouldn't have thought of it. Wow. Stucky considers himself the trivia king and kind of has all this in his head and couldn't get there. Simon, it's an opening for you. The son of a Japanese-American father and Irish-American mother, Don Wakamatsu became the first manager of Asian descent in Major League Baseball when this... American League team gave him the job in 2009. Seattle Mariners. Correct. Colin, one of the most decorated Winter Olympians ever. This speed skater was the youngest U.S. national champion ever at the age of 14 before going on to win eight Olympic medals. His first gold medal came in 2002 in the 1500 meter short track. I'm picturing his face and I don't know his name. I'll say his first name is Matt. Mm. <laughs> I, I, think, of I, think of think of space. Apollo Anton. Oh no. Uno. Yep. Short track speed skating is such a crapshoot of a sport. You watch that and you think it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're not in the lead early, if you're lucky enough to not be clipped, that's how you're going to win the race. I don't care if you're Apollo Anton Ono or me. It's kind of like betting NASCAR, right? It all comes down to the final lap and wiping out. And uh, really, you're, you're betting a roulette wheel. Speed skating, NASCAR, same thing. 100% agree. Uh, here's the prompt, fellas. This is an easy one. What is the best country to be an Olympic athlete? Simon, you're first. I'm very Pacific here. I would be winning gold in surfing. I'd be from Fiji. I'd go back just a legend to Fiji for the rest of my life, just living on a beach, having beautiful women, drinking drinks. It'd be the life, Chad. So if I could be anywhere, I win the gold and I go back to my land of Fiji. I don't mind that answer. I love I love the idea that you can just hang loose and be free. It'd be the life until until climate change knocks knocks our uh, country underwater. I get like 20, 30 good years. I don't even think you'd get that. But well, if it makes people feel any better, uh, Earth is going to be here wet long after we're gone. So it doesn't matter what we do, people. It's it's all over. We've already gone so far. So true, by the way. Stucky, <laughs> you're up next. I mean, you have to look at, if you're asking me just one country to win one gold, um, I think you have to look at a lot of the Asian countries, which pay the most. So not all countries pay at all if you win a gold. Some pay, I think the U.S. is like 30, 40,000 if you win a gold. Singapore is like 750,000 if you win a gold. Hong Kong is like 600,000. It's up there. And then Malaysia, uh, which is what my answer is going to be. It's like 350000 and a monthly salary for life. So I'm taking the monetary route. If it's just one gold for one country, I'd 
look Asia with some of those countries that I just mentioned that pay the most. And uh, I'm going Malaysia for just the one-time payment. And then, you know, your passive income for life. Can't beat that. I think that's a great answer. Totally practical. On par with Simon's just because like there's a glory and happiness and doing it why he did it and yours is a little bit more mercenary. I did see on TikTok this morning, uh, somebody did a TikTok about how much each gold medalist makes from their various countries and the US was so far down the list after the countries you just mentioned. I like your answer too. Colin, we have, we have polarities in the answers so far. Mm-hmm. What is your response? Yeah, I mean, there's this debate in life, like what makes you happiest? Is it money or is it the experiences? And some would argue that the money is what affords you the ability to have experiences, is what we have in these two answers. I think it's quite amazing where Stucky went. I think it highlights why we've been so successful with our podcast for years, because I immediately went to those countries, too. And I mean, I've heard all about this weightlifter from the Philippines that was given $600,000, two pieces of property. That's outdone by Singapore. Now, as Stuck mentioned it, Singapore is actually $1 million for a gold medal, half million for a silver, and then a couple hundred thousand for a bronze. There are 63 islands in the Republic of Singapore. And you can bet with a million dollars, you could probably get one. And if you look at the history of Singapore, like the Australian millionaires and billionaires, like one of the Facebook founders owns like half those islands. So yeah, give me a million dollars. Give me one of the 63 islands. Maybe my waves aren't as great as Fiji. And maybe I'm not making as much money as a monthly supplement income, but Singapore is the way to go. It is a tax-free haven. Why do you think athletes don't want to play in California and they want to go to Texas or Florida, tax-free haven. Singapore is the answer. This is such a no-brainer. And let me just say that uh, the, the, the best, and I will, I will take it one step further, the experiences that make you money are probably the best intersection, the best Venn diagram there. And I will say that your answer is the best Venn diagram of what, same, of what Simon presented and what Stucky presented. Colin Wilson. You are a Thunderdome champion and you have just proven why. Well done. You've won the prompt. I am going to donate all my funds to Apollo Ono. I don't think he needs it. I think he made a ton of dough in Dancing with the Stars. Part two, Olympic upsets. Whether you're a gambler, a sports fan, or just a good old-fashioned patriot, few things can get the blood pumping like an incredible Olympic upset. Let's remember a few. Stucky. In one of the greatest upsets in modern Olympic history in the year 2000, American Rulon Gardner won a wrestling gold medal. Despite no prior international or NCAA titles, Gardner defeated Alexander Carolyn, who'd won gold in every international competition since 1988 and had gone six years without giving up a single point. Carolyn's nickname was the Russian blank, a nod to the caricatured depiction of the Russian empire in old time newspaper cartoons and a mascot of the 1980 Moscow Olympics. Again, the nickname was the Russian blank. I mean, come on. Can you give, I I mean, I don't. It is the name of a famously public football team that has historically bad quarterbacks that may or may not be on the banner behind me. I'm gonna say, the Russian bear. Well done. I don't know how you got it. That. Well, just, I, I mean, just with some of the, I don't, I don't know who that guy, I, I've heard of that upset before in 2000. I didn't know who that guy was. Colin. 
1996, the U.S. women's Olympic gymnastics team won America's hearts after capturing the all-around team gold. The underdog highlight came when this gymnast and timeless American hero landed a near flawless vault on a badly injured ankle before being carried off by her coach. I know this because I was on the other side of the curtain watching the Dream Team 2 in 96 in the Georgia Dome. This would be Carrie Strzok. Very nice. Simon, a huge Olympic upset befell a U.S. women's team in 2008 despite a 79-game win streak and three consecutive gold medals. America's team in this sport lost to Japan in the 2008 finals, despite beating them by a combined 13 to one in two prior meetings. Who was this team? Uh, women's gymnastics. Softball. Softball. Part two prompt. Here you go. Imagine you can select one country to win an incredible underdog gold medal at this year's Olympics. What country and what sport would you choose and why? Stucky, you're up first. I mean, the sport I think is going to be, you know, I thought about like a hundred meter free, which is always one of my favorites, maybe the men's all around gymnastics, but I'm going the hundred meter dash, which is basically determines every Olympics who the fastest man in the world is. So it'd be really cool to be the fastest man in the world. Plus there's probably, you know, advertisement deals that you could get with that. So I'm going going to be the fastest man in the world and I'm going to do it for Monaco going back to the money reasons. Monaco is one of the richest uh, countries in the world and they've never had anybody win a summer Olympic medal. They actually did technically in like the, in the twenties for art. I don't know how that worked, but it doesn't technically count in the, when they count them all up. So Monaco's never won a, a gold medal. So I'm going Monaco. I'm going to be the fastest man in the world. And then who knows what they'll give me when I go back. I mean, for example, you know, Trinidad and Tobago, they had, they had a guy in 2012 win his second ever gold for the country. And they gave him $150,000 cash. They, gave, they named a plane after him, a lighthouse after him. They gave him a penthouse and they gave him like 20,000 acres of land or something. So who knows? And it was a national holiday on the day that he won it. So who knows what Monica will do Will do if I get their first gold. I'll be the fastest man in the world. Win-win all around. So I'm going fastest man in the world for Monaco. I love that answer. It's inspired because I can't imagine a more glamorous event to win than the 100-meter dash. You're right. There is like an aura that surrounds being the fastest man in the world. It is as high profile and as sort of beautiful an event as there is at the Olympics. Just pure speed and strength and being that glamorous in Monaco, they probably give you at least a tux. You would get to look great at con. Like it just could be amazing. So I'm with you a hundred percent. Colin, tough one to beat. No, I think I got it. I mean, this one came to me pretty easy. Let's do a little geography real quick. There's a country called Eritrea. And if you don't know where that's at, uh, that is close to the Horn of Africa, close to Djibouti. Uh, and what Eritrea is really known for is they have multiple competitors in the steeplechase at the Olympics. But one thing I knew about Eritrea as I was thinking about this question is they're one of two countries that competes in the Olympics, but their countries have a 100% ban against firearms. So if I'm going to win a gold medal, it's going to be for Eritrea and it's going to be in shooting. I don't care if it's rifle, pistol, trap, 
men's, women's, mixed, doubles, it doesn't matter. 10 meters, prone, standing, laying, it doesn't matter. If you come from a country where they have banned firearms and you win a gold medal, that's the GOAT. There are plenty of firearms in Eritrea right now, though. <laughs> but What's the glory that you figured out how to win in an event that requires firearms from a country that firearms are banned? Think about like your practice, your training and your practicing. Like you're always going to have, I mean, there's going to be certain security checks. You're going to have to flash an ID every time you get pulled over. Like you're going to be under such scrutiny, like just to get to the Olympics as one of these shooting competitors has got to be tough and from your own country and then win to win the gold medal when nobody else is allowed to legally disperse a firearm. I just think that'd be fantastic. Terrible answer. That's your first bad answer. (laughs) (laughs) The first bad answer in the history of the Thursday Thunderdome. Simon, you got a big opening here right now. (laughs) So obviously you're going to see a theme here that I have surfing on my mind, Chad. It's just the way it is. I'm just, I'm all in on surfing in the Olympics. I love it so much. So Bolivia is a landlocked country in South America, but they weren't always landlocked. They actually used to be connected to the ocean, but those damn people from Chile, they stole land from them and no longer Bolivia had any coastal line. So for me, I would love to win a gold for Bolivia. And then you'd go back and they'd have a whole thing about this guy who he, he didn't have an ocean to surf connected to his country and he ended up winning gold and just bring more awareness to how Bolivia used to have waterfront land. And now they don't because Chile stole it over 80 years ago. So Colin wants to win a shooting event in a country where firearms are banned. You want to go and find glory for a landlocked Bolivian country. It's a political statement. Yeah. We're a pretty superficial group. I'm not into I'm not into political statements for Bolivia. I'm into glamour and glory. Give me the fastest man in the world from Monaco. This is a no. All I can see is James Bond in this situation. (laughs) So Stucky 100 percent wins that. We are now through the first two rounds. It's a tight race. Stucky has one point. Colin has two points. Simon has one point. Here we go. Part three, avoiding the flop. This is a great, great setup. I love this one. The NBA draft is tonight, much to the delight of gamblers left hounding for any non-baseball action. Why would anyone want to do that anyways when they can watch payoff pitch at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mondays on Ad Action Network HQ, get all their baseball betting needs. Teams will be hoping to avoid massive busts as the sting of a draft flop can sometimes be felt for generations to come, whether in the NFL or the NBA. So let's talk busts. I'll ask each of you two questions, one NBA and one NFL. Stucky, in the 1994 draft, the New Jersey Nets selected this Nigerian big man. And in his first full season, he'd play in 58 games and commit 72 turnovers without recording a single assist. This remains the record for most games played in a season without a single assist. Uh, Dare? Yes! Yinka Dare! Nice, Stucky. Here we go. More in, more, uh, this is more on your field. Stucky, in 1996, the St. Louis Rams were so excited to draft future bust Lawrence Phillips, they traded Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis to the Steelers on draft day. Unfortunately, the Rams didn't draft any of the three future Hall of Famers taken in that 96 first round. Two of them, Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis, were taken by your favorite team, the Ravens. 
The third was this player, one of the greatest wideouts in Syracuse history who landed in the AFC East. I'm going to say Syracuse wide receiver, AFC East. Oh, Starvin Marvin. They have yeah, because it's not the, something else. That's the problem. Yeah, right? it was a good trick question if you if you didn't give me those because I was I was thinking Bills, totally Patriots, fair. totally Jets. fair, totally. That's fair. why well, Marvin you got Harrison. Anyway. You got well, yeah, Marvin Harrison, local Philly guy too. He, grew, he was. That's right. Uh, thank you. I mean, my questions were hard, Mitchell, but I got you gave me a GW and uh, a Philly guy, so thank you for that. But those are tough. I was good. They're good, good, good questions. Colin. With the ninth pick in the 1998 NBA draft, the Milwaukee Bucks acquired future bust Robert Tractor Trailer after they drafted and traded this international power forward who'd go on to become the first European player to start an all-star game or win NBA MVP. First European player to win NBA MVP. Dirk Nowitzki. There we go. Colin. The Indianapolis Colts selected all-time NFL draft bust Steve Entman with the first pick in 1992. But they could have taken this player, Washington's pick at number four, who went on to a Super Bowl MVP in a cushy college job at ESPN. He didn't win a Super Bowl MVP with the with the with Washington at that he won a Super Yeah, Bowl he couldn't MVP. have. He couldn't have. Yeah. He so. won a Super Bowl MVP with the Packers in 1996. So it's, it's Charles Woodson. Mm. Yeah, Chad Charles Millman was on the sidelines of the game and was knocked over by Dorsey Levins and may or may not have gotten a concussion and was spent the night puking in his hotel room. <laughs> well, that easily, now that you've said all that, I'm going to go with Charles Woodson. The answer is Desmond Howard. Oh my God, I can't even, I, I said Packers. I got thinking Big Ten. You got it all right, except for the name, Simon. With the fifth and sixth picks in the 2009 NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves drafted guards Ricky, Ruby, Ricky Rubio and Syracuse bust Johnny Flynn instead of this legendary Davidson College product who'd be taken with the next pick. Curry, Steph Curry. Yes. Simon, with the eighth pick in the 2011 NFL draft, the Tennessee Titans were too late to select Cam Newton, Von Miller, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson, or Julio Jones. Instead, they unfortunately selected this QB bust from the Pacific Northwest who'd retire after his rookie contract expired. Oh, my God. I do remember this guy. Locker? You got it. Jake Locker. Well done. Everyone (laughs) did a good job on those except for Colin. And before we go on here, a quick word from our favorite sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new users up with an epic summer games bonus. Just place your first bet on any summer games sport risk-free. That's right. New users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. To get you started, you're welcome to use my favorite pick, American men's basketball to win the gold medal. I'd call that bet a layup. But I know Simon would get mad at me for such atrocious puns. But you could bet on any event, basketball, soccer, track and field, and more. Promotions like this one are just one of the reasons why I love betting with America's number one sports book. FanDuel is easy to use. It's safe and secure. And when I need to cash out, I can get paid out in as little as 24 hours. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app with promo code FAVORITES. And go for the gold today. 
That's promo code FAVORITES. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. A minimum bet $10, maximum bonus $200. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and Virginia. Or visit www dot one eight hundred gambler dot net in West Virginia. All right, here is the prompt. Imagine you're a huge first round draft bust, and you've washed out of the pros after just a few seasons. How could you pivot and still profit off of your sports legacy? Stucky, you're up first. I do appreciate getting Yinka Dare while uh, Simon got Steph Curry, but um, uh, Mitchell, I'm going to say this for you if this happened if i was a bust i would reach out and network to both chad millman and matt mitchell and leverage what i know about sports and in the content space and sports betting come work for action network i mean what better transition so basically if you were a bust you'd be doing the exact same thing you're doing now (laughs) yeah you're living so what you're saying is you're living your dream exactly it's totally true. You've got an incredible gig and you're doing an amazing job and I love you for it. It's a great answer. Colin, Stucky's answer tugs at my heartstrings and it's going to be hard to beat it because everyone knows I'm sentimental and I love love. Colin. Uh, so Chad, I think, I think what everybody needs to realize is that just because you know now that we're in the wake of the pandemic, there's this thing that we're dealing with in college football called super senior. Everybody has been granted an extra year of eligibility. And what that means is, is people like me or people that didn't finish up their college career can go back and have another year. And you say, well, there's no, you know, there's no real money in that. But now there's name image likeness. So we're in the wake of the pandemic. And what that means is like Jamarcus Russell can go back to college for LSU. He could be sponsored by NyQuil or a soda company or hard candy. If I'm Larry Tunsil. I'm looking for an NIL deal with an army surplus store. If I'm Tim Couch, I'm probably trying to sell furniture. I'm just saying if I'm a if I'm a bust, I'm going back to college for my super senior season and I'm taking local deals with the University of Arkansas, selling cars, selling barbecue, selling all kinds of things in Northwest Arkansas. That's exactly what I'd be doing is, is spending my one year of eligibility and using my name image likeness to profit. I think that requires a uh, movie fan sort of like suspension of disbelief. But I love the idea because it is a great premise for a movie. You are a superstar athlete. You completely bust out after having your glory years in college. You get to the NFL. You're nothing. So what do you do? What do you do? You get this gift from the NCAA. You take one last shot to relive those glory days. doesn't matter how old you are. You could be 37, you could be 49, you could be 52, you get one more chance to go relive it. Brilliant. I love sentiment stuck, but I like creativity more. Colin, don't say another word, Colin. You're in the lead right now. Don't say another word. Simon. Yeah, I can't beat it. I was going to do a whole thing about how I would live in the same city I got, like, you know, I busted out in. I was going to have a thing where we fix busted up houses. And that would be my whole thing is like, I'm a bust. Now I fix busted houses, but I can't touch Colin. His is way too good to even compare. So I'm not going to go through all mine. Let me ask you something. Honestly, what the fuck happened to you last night? Because 
your answers are. No, Chad, you came to come at me. You literally passed up on living in Fiji after a gold medal being a king to go live in Singapore for a million dollars. You're a joke. You don't even try to come after me, Chad. No, 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 no. You want to find political glory for Bolivia. You want to defend Bolivia. And now you want to go. You want to go on some house building crusade. Busted houses. I want to fix up busted houses. Where is the cruel, heartless, wise guy (laughs) that I've come to love? I don't understand what's happening here. I fell back in love last night, Chad. Is that what happened? Did you? The wine was flowing, my friend. I can't have you falling in love before the football season. No distractions. (laughs) No distractions. Stucky, you've got three points. Colin, you've got four points. Simon, you've got three points. I should take a point away for your attitude right now. Here is the finale. Are you ready? Trailblazing basketballers. Before we start, please close your eyes. Hold up your fingers with your wager amounts. Stucky, you can wager up to three. Colin, up to four. Simon, up to three. Here we go. Here's the question. After his selection in the 1947 basketball draft, Japanese-American guard Wat Misaka of the New York Knicks became the first non-Caucasian player to play in a modern pro basketball game. The 5'7 Misaka enjoyed an incredible college basketball career, winning a championship in every year he played. He began with back-to-back junior college national titles at what is now Weber State University. Misaka then transferred and immediately led his new school to an NCAA tournament title. After this, Misaka was drafted and served two years in the Army, but when he returned to school, he didn't skip a beat. He led his team to the much more prestigious NIT title in 1947. Today, the college program plays in a Power Five conference, and Misaka's two titles remain the only basketball championships in program history. And luckily, they're no longer known as the Redskins, having changed their team nickname in 1972. Please name this program. I will call on Colin first. Colin, you're up first. You uh, had four points. You risked three points. Give me your answer. A power five team that used to be named the Redskins, yet I'm dealing with a historical figure that won all the time. And a basketball team that won all the time was UCLA. I don't remember them ever being named the Redskins. I don't remember them ever winning an NIT. But all I know is, is when Lou Alcindor was around, they won the national championship every single year. So I'll go with UCLA and I know it's wrong. Dude. Lou Cinder played in college in the 60s. Colin, you have one point. <laughs> Stucky, you had three points. You risked three points. What's your answer? Uh, I went with the University of Utah. <gasps> Dude, Explain. the answer is the University of Utah. The clue that gave it away, I didn't know where you went to college, but was that I knew that they were named the Redskins before. And I was reading an article before, like Eastern Michigan used to be like the Hurons and they changed it. They did that in the early 90s. And I know that Utah, so that was the 
the clue that I think gave it away for me. They went to the national title in the 90s, but I think that those would be their only ones. It explains the feather on the logo. Like, I know the Utah Utes have always been in my brain, and I could tell you about Andre Miller and all kinds of stuff. I think you're beautiful. I think you're smart just the way you are, even if you're going to lose the Thunderdome today. Stucky, you are 100% correct. You now have six points. Simon, what's your answer? You had three, you risked three. I should have thought West Coast. That was smart by these guys. I, I went with St. John's. I was just trying to think of an old school that I know used to be good. So I was way off. Wow. Stucky, the Action Network Trivia King, the <laughs> co-host along with Colin Wilson of the soon to be relaunched Big Bets on Campus BBOC podcast. You are the final winner. You get your name etched in my memory as the final winner of the Thursday Thunderdome. But what's beautiful is, as we sign off today, we have three past champions in Stucky, Simon, and Colin. All of you are winners in my book. Before we sign off, here's a word from our fearless leader, Action Network CEO, Patrick Keene. You're out of your goddamn minds. Are you listening to me? You're nuts. All right, this has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. My thanks to our guests, Stucky and Colin Wilson, and of course, my co-host, Simon Hunter. We will be back on Tuesday because guess what, people? We are getting deep into football twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday. Football, 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 football. From now through the end of the football season, don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and download and listen on Spotify. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on The Favorites. Love you. <laughs>